Everybody, and welcome to episode 12 of Empty Betters, presented by... Yeah, we're not there yet. We're working on it, though. We actually are getting close. We've been in the talks with some people, so uh, hopefully one day I can actually say that. But until then, I'm going to toss it off to my co-host, Nick Manella. What's up, buddy? Good to be back. Uh, a lot going on around the league this week. We'll get to that in a little bit. But other than that, how was your weekend? Weekend was good. Uh you and me actually grabbed beers Friday. That was fun. Yeah, got uh, some beers, got some wings, went over to Razorbacks in Towson, a great little local spot. Uh, awesome wings. Dude, those wings were unreal. They, like, I'm not into the crispy wings. Some people like them real Oh, crunchy. I love them. Yeah. No, I like, mine, I like mine to be real smooth and like juicy. I don't like the crunchy kind. Yeah. Those buffalo wings were knockout good. Yeah, they're awesome. Uh, Big definitely, fan. I think. Probably the wings and the ribs are their best things that they're like known for. Cheap beer too. Beers was like three dollars. I yeah. was like, this is amazing. Can't <laughs> beat like, it. This is yeah. amazing. Um, but other than that, <laughs> did you do anything else fun this weekend? Um, went out in Annapolis last night with a couple friends. Uh, so here's a here's a nice little story for you. So um, I won't name people to embarrass them, but so last night we go to Annapolis. We're out. We didn't stay out that late because the guys went to the Navy football game and. Uh, they were day drinking all day. I came later. And one of my friends, whose place we stayed at, I slept on his floor. And <laughs> I wake up at like 3.30 in the morning, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what? I, I hear like this like very like steady beat, but it's like very quaint in the background. Just like noise? Like, yeah, like music. Okay. Like, it's like very quiet music. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I look up on the bed, and my buddy's phone is there, and I'm like, is this Leonard Skinner playing? Like, what's going on? I check his phone, right, and he's got the Eric Church cover of Leonard Skinner playing while he's sleeping. This is what this kid falls asleep to. And I, and I, and I know right away who you you're talking exactly about. You know exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> but I, I'm like, I, I, I hit pause, and I'm like, you know, he woke up. I'm like, dude, do you listen to Leonard Skinner to fall asleep? He's like, oh, no, no, no. I had my reggae playlist. I was like, okay, that's not any better. Yeah, but that's, like, <laughs> okay, reggae music to fall asleep. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, like, that, I'm like, that's not any better, but you can admit it. Like, I know I checked the phone. I saw what you were listening to. Like, this is this is how you relax. He's like, uh, only when I'm drunk, dude. Like, I don't really do that. I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. I was just oh, like, okay. but you know, you're waking up at 3.30 in the morning. It's like a storm outside and I just hear Leonard Skinner playing so quaintly in the background. I thought it was kind of funny. That's but. weird. I feel like if I'm going to listen to music to fall asleep, it's like, I've listened to Pink Floyd to fall asleep before, but that's cause it's like really like laid back, mellow, like they're softer stuff. Yeah. Well, you're into um, the old school shit too. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm not as big into it. I know like the classic hits, but you, yeah. I know you're like way into that. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely my music scene. I was born like 30 years an, too late. You're an old soul. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, you're into the 80s and 90s shit. Oh, lot, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I just want to say if you guys are listening so far and you're thinking, wow, like you guys sound really good. Did you like clear all the mucus out of your throat or are you guys like get nasal surgery to remove all your breathing? No, we have. We haven't done that yet. Not yet. Definitely need to do that. <laughs> we have brand spanking new equipment. Thank you to my uncle chief. Yeah, seriously. Um, such a huge help. And this stuff is incredible. Yeah. He's, he's a sound technician, I believe. And he had some older equipment. 
um, for the place that he works at, and he was saying, hey, I can help you guys out. So we got right now in front of us probably 50,000 wires. We got a, a mixer, an amp. I'm wearing about a $500 headset. Keep the change. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is an incredible setup. I yeah. mean, I feel so official right now. I just hope there's no, like... There can't be any static electricity in here because we're probably going to blow up if that happens. <laughs> we were playing around with this sound system for like, honestly, an hour. And God bless him, he uh, FaceTimes us and helped us get it all sorted straight because it literally looks like an airplane when you Seriously. play with this mixer. It looks like the it, controls to it. It looks like the scene in Star Wars where they jump the Millennium Falcon to hyperspace <laughs> and you're just like, <laughs> you're just hoping, like, you're hitting buttons. You're just like, I hope this is the right one. <laughs> Oh, man, but yeah, it's a huge upgrade for us. This equipment probably costs over a grand altogether, so... Yeah, I mean, for this, sure. And we got it, you know, for absolutely fucking zero. So. Exactly. Um, this will be great for our guests that come on in the future, too. Uh, you know, they don't have to worry about if if they're hearing themselves or not, so um, we're looking forward to, you know, having a lot of guests come on in the near months. Uh, like we mentioned last episode, this is kind of tricky with scheduling and stuff because we both have full-time obligations, but we're planning as the Christmas time gets closer to just do one day where we bang out like 10 fucking interviews and just take them. Third or fourth interviews might be tough. We might need to, you know, a couple of coffees in between to sober yeah, up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really. So, um, just wanted to give you guys that little update. We're very lucky to have this new equipment and hopefully it sounds better for you guys. Uh, but without any further ado, let's hop into the league news. Nick, I'll let you take the biggest headline probably since we last spoke. So the biggest news, and uh, I'm sure most of you hockey fans out there have heard this, but for those of you that haven't, the Toronto Maple Leafs fired head coach Mike Babcock on Wednesday. Uh, this is big. I was trying to explain to uh, someone who's like not a big hockey fan what this is like. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to make like the Bill Belichick getting fired comparison but in terms of like the NHL, the like Belichick esque coaches would be Quenville and Babcock, I would assume. Yeah, no, you're right on that. I would agree. Um, you know, it, uh, that's a good comparison. No, they obviously like you that. know obviously Quenville won three cups, right? So you can say he has the success. Babcock has one, but it's probably as close as you can get. I would say the most. You're right, legendary coach. Maybe almost like an Andy Reid type. Like yeah. Andy Reid's been around for a while. Babcock's been around for a while. They always have success. Their yes. problem is just achieving the end result. Yes. And that would be – I mean, you hit it on the nail. I'm not saying discrediting you, but that's who I would probably say I'd compare them most to in the NFL. I agree. I like that comparison. Uh, so as of right now, Toronto Marley's head coach Sheldon Keefe is set to take over. Mm-hmm. Um, this decision came after the Leafs had one regulation victory since October 26th. Uh, and, you know, they just decided it was time for a change. Babcock was hired by the Leafs in 2015 after leaving the Red Wings organization where he had the, you know, arguably, I think, one of the best core groups ever put together. 100%. Uh, won the cup with them in 08, went to the finals in 09 with Detroit, and then he also coached the Ducks to the finals in 03 against the Devils. Yeah. Uh, he coached Team Canada to gold in the 2010 and 2014 Olympics. Who My cares? left testicle could coach them to gold. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and he's part of the Triple Gold Club, the Stanley Cup, World Championship, and Olympic gold. But to go back to what you said about how your left testicle could coach Team Canada to yes. Olympic gold. Keep talking about my left testicle. I completely agree. Yes. Both, and that's, you know, one, because I firmly believe in your left testicle. Thank you. I and, appreciate and it. And two, because... 
the lug nut off the tire of my car could coach team Canada <laughs> to Olympic gold. Not saying that like, you know, he didn't do stuff and yes, it's hard to get like star players to buy in. Yeah. But Canada's like B team. Oh, like if Canada fielded two teams for the Olympics. Yeah. It would be a shock if it wasn't Canada A and Canada B in the final. Especially back when he won it because in re, you know, in the last I'd say two or three years USA has taken huge strides, so the team... Was, it was right about the time they stopped sending NHL players to the Olympics, so... Yeah, you know, I mean, it's fucking America is way better now than they would have been back then, yes. so... Uh, the level of competition, I feel like, wasn't... Uh, and not saying, good. you know, that the U.S. didn't have good teams. That 2010 team was great. It's great, yeah. It's just now they have the young guns, you know? Yes. We, we have Larkin, we have Matthews. Eichel. Eichel. I mean, we got all these young guns who are, you know taking over teams, their captains or alternate captains at the yeah. age of like 22, 23. So it's, it's cool to see. But yeah, I'd say the, the tradition of seeing Canada as the top dog will one day evaporate in my opinion. I, I agree. Probably in the 2020s, I would yes. say. But to go back to uh, what I was talking about with how, you know, I think a lot of Babcock's success, and I don't mean to kick a guy while he's down, did come from the teams that he had. Yeah, I mean, I fucking hate him, so I yeah. don't care if you kick him when he's down. Uh, I never thought he was that good of a coach. I, from what I've gathered and what you and I have heard, the overall perception of this guy was negative. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was one of those people where it's my way or the highway, and if I don't like you, I'm going to find a way to basically blackball you from my team. Yeah, You're not going to play. You're going to be stuck in the minors for the rest of your career. I think a lot of his, his success came from that 03 Cup run with Anaheim, mm-hmm. which that was very similar to one of those Cup runs where – my goalie is red hot and we're just winning games and I don't know how. Not saying they didn't have good players, because they did. Right. But the way that Jaguar played in that cup run, that basically got Babcock that job in Detroit. Uh yeah, I would agree with that statement. I think his style of coaching, you know, like you said, it's an intimidating style that would almost fear his uh team to kind of play better. It just doesn't work now with the way that the league is going with, no. with the young guys getting yeah. catered to. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, Times change. The culture of just life in general, it's it's no longer like that. It's more of a player's coach league now, I would say. So, yes. Um, he'll get another job, but I think oh, for sure. his style of coaching will evaporate eventually uh, yeah. as we keep you know evolving into this league where young guys are taking the reins. Yeah, I think it was very obvious that he had lost the room in Toronto. Yeah. Well, so, I heard him and Matthews had some beef too. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Which, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm not surprised either. But anyways, uh, fun fact, the Leafs have won both games since he got fired. So, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, we talked about this a little bit at the bar on Friday. Is this like the start of their championship DVD? Like I took, where the coach gets fired and then... I sent you the screenshot. Yep, I, I know took you a, did. I took a tiny, tiny little... Fu- I don't really like future bets that much. Put a little tiny future on the Maple Leafs. See how it works. I feel like mid-season firing coach works. We've Not seen works. it. So the Penguins did it with Bilesma in 09. The Penguins did it with Mike Sullivan in 2016. The Blues did it last year with Greg Berube. I think it's just a... It seems to work with teams who have a lot of firepower and they just need that kick in the ass. Yeah. And, Albeit, this is what happens, so we'll see. I think the Leafs are going to be dangerous now. Yeah, I do too. Uh, they've definitely been, I would say, the most underwhelming team to start the year, considering the roster that they have. Them and Calgary, I would say. Yes. yes uh, but, I mean, they are expected to, you know, a lot of people pick them to win the Cup this year anyways, like right out of the gate. So, mm-hmm. uh, 
Yeah, It'll no, be interesting agree. to see what they do going forward. So speaking of the team that I just compared them to, the Flames, the Flames are in deep shit right now. Uh, they are 3-6-1 and one in their last 10. They are currently not in a wild card spot. They are three places removed from the second wild card spot that the Vegas Golden Knights currently hold. Uh, there's been some rumblings that they were thinking about firing their coach, whose name is escaping me right now. Bill Peters. Bill Peters, yeah. Uh, the GM came out. Yesterday, we're recording this on Sunday, he came out on Saturday and denied any accusations of any major trades or coaching terminations. He says that the team is just in a rut and that he believes in his quote-unquote guys. I love that saying. Believe my guys. And uh, they're just going to ride it out and see if they can fix it from within. So That's a great GM answer. Mm-hmm. A very just like, you know, trying to shut the press up. Yeah. Which, you know, if you're in that position, that's kind of what you have to do, even if you are considering getting rid of your coach. I think, you know, we were all surprised how soon the Babcock firing came. I feel like it's going to be a little bit, like, if they continue down this road, yeah. maybe after the new year you could see him getting the axe. Right. Maybe sometime in December. Who knows? But they definitely need to right the ship because it's sinking fast. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think in our season preview, I actually said I didn't think they were going to be all that good. I thought they'd be a wild card team, which is looking like what they will probably shape up to be should they pick it up. But uh, Well, I mean, the the old saying is you can't make a playoff spot in November, but you can lose one in November. Yeah, so exactly. So, you know, that's a, about all I have on the Flames. Uh, in other news, Miko Rantanen of the Colorado Avalanche is back in practice. Uh, him and Gabriel Landeskog have been out for the past three weeks, I would say. I'm getting that number off the top of my head, but I think it's been about three weeks now. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, The Avs have stayed afloat. They're still doing okay, but getting this guy back will definitely bring some firepower back to their power play and their first line with McKinnon. You know, I think this is a big gift for the Avs. Definitely. I mean, you know, we've said this probably in four individual episodes that we've done, that that's the best line in hockey when they're together and they're firing on all cylinders. So uh, definitely getting an integral piece of that back is huge for them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl are just running track all over the league. It's absurd. Uh, they both lead the league in points. Dreisaitl right now sits atop of the stats on November 24th, the day we're recording, with 47 points. His line mate or teammate, McDavid, uh, sits second with 46. The next closest in third place would be Brad Marchand with 39 points. So no one's even close. They're ridiculous. So what I'm seeing this year is that it's like teammates that are like paired together are kind of leading the league. It's uh, I They're mean just feeding off of each other. Right. It makes sense, but you would think that it would have happened more in the past. But right now it's Pasternak, Marshan, Drysidel, McDavid, McKinnon, and I'm sure if fucking uh, Landis Gogger, Rantanen were healthy, they would be right exactly. up there too. Um, so you know it's just kind of the the top four leading scores are all line mates. Yep. So. It's interesting. It makes, I mean, it does make sense. You're essentially doubling down by putting those two guys, you know, on the same line together. So clearly it's paying off for those teams. Yeah. Uh, The New York Islanders stay red hot. They extended their point streak to, I believe it's 18. It might be 17, but I think it's 18 games last night with their overtime loss to the San Jose Sharks two to one. Uh, They absolutely screwed my Penguins twice last week. So that sucks. These guys don't go away. They really don't. I, they are the hottest team in the league right now. Yeah. it's There's nothing else you can say. I mean, they're just on a rampage. I think I read uh, when I was watching the Pens game last week, they are the first team in NHL history to have two comebacks when they were losing by two or more goals in the third period with under five minutes to play in NHL history. That's absurd. So... 
they've done it twice in one week, and they're the first team to do it twice in a season. So that's pretty insane. These guys don't give up. Um, apparently, they have more empty net goals than they do short-handed goals, I think they said. Interesting. When they, when they, not empty net, like they score on the empty net, when they pull their goalie. Oh, okay. They have so more like goal- goals with the goalie pulled. Yes. Okay. That's the better way to put it. English is tough for me right now. <laughs> um, last night was rough. Uh, but yeah, they're on a rampage. So, I mean, there's nothing else you can really say about them. No, they're insane. Uh, in other news, Bobby Ryan of the Ottawa Senators entered into the player assistance program, and he's indefinitely not with the team. And that's kind of really all we know right now. Ottawa has come out and said that they're not making any more comments about it. Uh, obviously, there's a certain couple things that come to mind when a player enters this program, but who knows? Wish the best for him. Hope he gets back to them soon. Yeah, I find it a little ironic that I'd say Thursday of last week, so a week, like a exact week before Thanksgiving, there were rumblings that the Senators were trying desperately to shed his contract because his production really hasn't met uh, his contract worth since his tenure in Ottawa started. And then two days later, he checks into this program. So, you know, I kind of feel for the guy. Hopefully it's nothing, you know, too crazy. Yeah, nothing serious. But, but he's out indefinitely until, you know, this gets... Uh, worked so me and nick aren't going to speculate that's not right to do no so, definitely not um but just hoping that he gets well soon uh speaking of hot teams like the islanders that we just mentioned perhaps the biggest undercover story in the nhl right now the dallas stars are 13 1 and 1 in their last 15 games holy shit so this makes sense because i think this is what you and i thought they were going to start the year doing yeah i think the puck line is starting to come through uh, for us lately so yeah this is what we all expected the stars to be this is with klingberg out right now and i can't there's another injury on the team who uh hints hints is out right now too so they're doing you know hints was their best player through the first 10 games of the year so it just shows you that their depth is coming through bishops find his start in his game uh you know, they look good, and they're red hot, and I would definitely take them on a any night where they're playing a very good team when the Stars are at home. You can probably get them for decent odds. Definitely. Um, building off of that, I actually have written down here, the game of the week, in my opinion, is going to be Friday night. The Stars play the Blues in Dallas. Uh, I just put a little note down in here because I think that's probably going to be the most star-power-filled game that we've seen to date this season. Uh, the Blues have been red hot. I agree. And the Stars have been red hot. I think they're uh, probably the two hottest teams in the Central right now. So that should be... Tough playoff battle between them last year, too. Yeah. No, you. I mean, you could lay a puck line on the Stars and it'd probably be at like plus 210, plus yep. 220. So that's that's one to keep in mind here this week. Is there any other league news that... We should probably get uh, to the State of the Unions if... Yeah, so uh, for State of the Unions, uh, the Caps have cooled off a little bit. Uh, some struggles Thank here God. and there. Uh, shut up. Uh, some struggles here and there. Uh, one of uh, the biggest reasons I think they've cooled off is Nick Backstrom is day-to-day with an upper body injury. So obviously when you take the best center on your team and the best passer on your team and he's hurt, yeah, that's going to add up. Definitely affects the power play. You know, as versatile as a player that Backstrom is, that's where he makes his biggest impact. Uh, he facilitates that power play. He is the mastermind behind it. I know Carlson runs the point, but Backy runs the half wall. Yeah, no, I completely agree. That's how Malkin is with us. Uh, you know, you guys should still be fine. Yeah, and uh, then but- we had uh, Garnet Hathaway was suspended three games for spitting at slash on Eric Goodbranson against the Anaheim Ducks. That was a chippy game. I don't know if you caught any of that, but it was just 
you know. I caught the dirtbag move where he spit on the guy. Yeah, it was just whistles did not even matter. Guys were just going nuts, and they play each other again in like a week, so I can't wait for that. Yeah, I saw the highlight where I think the Caps scored, and literally right after they scored, a brawl just breaks out yeah, behind the net. And exactly. I was like, here we go. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a Caps hater. I despise the city of Washington, D.C. and all the sports that inhabit there. Uh, but I will say three games is a little bit excessive in my opinion. I was furious. I was going to say a game, like a slap on the hand, right? Yeah. Okay, a game, don't spit, whatever. Three games, eh. I've said this to my friends who question this call. If this was Tom Wilson. This would have been 10. It would have been 10. And if it was, like, I don't know, Ovechkin, he might have not even gotten one. This is just yeah. because it's like a nobody, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. It's not a real. It's because he spit. Like, yeah. I feel like if he had, he got sucker punched. Yeah. That sucks. I'm not trying to justify spitting on someone because that's fucking gross. Yeah. I understand the suspension. I was surprised at three games. Yeah, it's a little excessive. I it's a it's a little more of a slap on the cheek than it is on the hand. Yeah, that's exactly. The way I would state it. Um, as far as my Penguins, they got their hearts ripped out twice last week against the New York Islanders. Uh, but the good news is the team has been able to stay afloat. Our backup goalie, Tristan Jari, has looked great in his last couple of starts. There's obviously going to be rumblings about whether he should be starting over Matt Murray because of the way Murray's been playing in the third periods lately. Uh, we basically blew two leads against the Islanders last week, so uh, you know fans are obviously going to go up in arms when they hear about that. And the four players that I would say have been on fire that are carrying this team besides Evgeny Malkin is Brian Rust, Brandon Tanev, Dominic Cahoon, and Jared McCann. Jared McCann is a stud. He's a fucking horse. Yeah, I feel like those players you mentioned tend to fly under the radar. Yeah, and the three of the... I would say Tanev and Cahoon, rightfully so, fly under. They're not flashy. They're not skilled. Brian Rust is fast, and he's got a great shot. Jared McCann looks like a second-line center. I mean, he could literally play second-line center on any team in the NHL right now, in my opinion. So it's nice to have him. Um, big week for the boys coming up. You know, We'll see how it all goes. we got a little homestand here right before the Thanksgiving break. we got the Flames coming up, so we'll see. But you know, for right now, I'd say everything is about where I thought it would be. Uh, just to move on from that with a couple little injury tidbits, uh, Sammy Blay of the St. Louis Blues is going to miss mm-hmm. 10 weeks with an injured wrist. So one of their bright young stars uh, had a decent playoffs last year. Uh, tremendously skilled kid. So this is, yeah. you know, a big one for them. Hopefully he gets back soon. And then Nikita Kucherov and Steven Stamkos are listed as day-to-day with upper and lower body injuries, respectively. So if you were looking to lay some money on the Lightning, maybe take that into consideration. What do you mean, maybe? Yeah, definitely take that into consideration. <laughs> you just said it, so I'm going to do it. Right. right? Isn't that how it works? Yeah. Um, so speaking of money, let's talk about last week's picks. First off, before we get into that, if you took my impulse bets that I took or that I published on the Instagram story for Empty Betters, I am never doing that again. All three of them lost. I am sorry if you took that. I said bet at your own will. I, it was an impulse thing. I was like, oh, this I parlayed it, so I didn't end up losing that much, but... I think I'm done doing that. I think every time I do that, I lose someone money, so I'm done. Yeah, we talked about that at the bar. We were like, our picks are like, they're usually pretty good. Our picks that we put on the podcast, we've e- we're easily like two to one win ratio yes, so far for this sure. season. We're actually, I would say, next episode, I'm going to go back and I'm going to go do the math and I'm going to get an official record of what we're. We doing. should put that in a spreadsheet. Yeah, I bet you it's about two to one. Yeah. Um, but 
the problem is when I do those impulse bets, I'm like, oh, like the Stars puck line is unbeatable, and then they go right. to a fucking shootout, and I'm like, that's no fun. So Exactly. So let's recap our picks from last week. So I had a rough week. Uh, my money line pick was the Hawks and the Canes. That missed. My puck line pick, uh, the Bruins just laid a fucking egg against the Wild, who have been really a thorn in my side as of lately. That missed. Uh, my one hit was the uh, Sharks Oilers over. I continue to hit overs week after week, so must be something in the water. <laughs> uh, for my picks, so I'll start off. I had Coyotes money line against the Leafs. If you pay attention to our social media, I published the morning of the game. Do not take this bet because Babcock got shit canned the night before. I knew the Leafs would come out buzzing. Um, so I actually canceled that pick before it happened. So I'm actually only going to have a. Uh, two plays of last week. I had the uh, Panthers versus Sabres over. That actually happens today, the day we're recording, Sunday, November 24th, so stay tuned for that. And I had the Stars puck line over the Canucks on Tuesday night, and that hit. They won 6-1 to one in that game. Let's hop into this week's picks. Nick, lead us off. So to start... Uh my puck line pick is going to be the Montreal Canadiens against the New Jersey Devils on Thanksgiving at Ooh, 7 p.m. Nothing to spice up your little Thanksgiving dinner uh, with a little gambling Exactly. So when you're sick of watching terrible football all day and you're tired of talking to your family members that you might not even like, here's a little gift for you. When you're tired of hearing them talk about how good the Cowboys are and how much Matt Stafford has over, been overplayed in the last like decade. Why do those like why do the same teams have to play every year on Thanksgiving? Yeah, like sucks. the last thing I want to do is watch the Lions play football. No, I know. I mean, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I don't even know who those guys are playing, but we're not a football podcast. We'll let our friends over at Fiction Football do that. Exactly. <laughs> uh, who's your puck line? My puck line is going to be the Toronto Maple Leafs versus the Red Wings on Wednesday night. The game is going to be at Little Caesars in Detroit. I think you'll get a decent return on the Maple Leafs. I think they're I truly believe they're about to go on a run, so yeah, I'm going to try to hop on that run before people start talking about it, and then everybody knows about it and mushes it. I've heard like nothing but good things about this new coach, too. Like, Keith, I, yeah. yeah. One uh, Calder Cup in the A with the Marlies. It seems like guys just love the guy, so good. Um, they could definitely go on a run. Good. Win me some money Wednesday night, please. <laughs> uh, my money line is going to be the Islanders at the Kings on Wednesday. Mm. So... Another team that has been a thorn in the side of favorites lately, yes. just like the Wild. So originally my thought was, you know, Islanders are red hot. Why not take them on the puck line? But if you go back and look at Islanders games, they win by one goal so much more often than they win by more than one. Yes. So here's an interesting stat, and I'm going to give my dad a shout out here because he's always listening <laughs> nice. to the pod and he's always trying to you know tell me like, oh, this is what, this is what you should say, blah, blah. I'm going to fuck this up, but there's some advanced analytic that he looked up on whatever website, something related to Corsi. The Islanders give up, like, the most shots in the league in, quote-unquote, critical scoring areas. Okay. So, right, you would think defensive dynamo, they don't give up many chances. They don't give up a lot of shots, but the shots they do give up are, quote-unquote, in critical scoring areas. Sure. So his analogy was the Islanders are very good right now, but he thinks that with knowing that statistic, it would be similar to a pitcher who keeps getting fly balls and get, keeps getting outs, 
Okay. But they're right near the home run fence. I see what you're saying. So I'm not saying the Islanders are going to implode because you know, I'll get killed. I, but I it's a dangerous game to play. Yeah, I don't want to piss off my fellow Long Islanders. I love you guys, um, but especially you, Dean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, you know, it's just something to think about. So, I don't know. Fun little stat that Dad Nice. I like that. Uh, who's your money line? Uh, my money line is, all right, I'm going to uh, – Big ball set. Left testicle was mentioned in the, early in the episode. Well, now the right testicle is going to get Here bigger. We go. I got the Senators' money line over the Bruins on nice. Wednesday night. I got a gut feeling. I feel like this is one of those where – remember three weeks ago I said I was going to take the Rangers over the Lightning, and everyone was like, what? Yeah. That was before the Lightning went on the skid. Rangers hit it. It was like a plus 175. I would imagine the Senators will be damn close to plus 200, if not over that. Um, what would you think? I actually like this a lot. Uh, you talk about a team, the Bruins, that have just completely flatlined. Yeah. Um, they haven't been as hot as they were lately. Over the last week or so. And a team that is looking, you know, they've won some games. They've yeah. stolen some games. They've won some handily. I'd, I don't have any problems with this pick at all. I'm taking the Senators over the Bruins on Wednesday night. Sends it home. Who do you have for your – I'm not even going to say over-under. Who do you have for your over? Exactly. So my <laughs> over for the week is, if you've heard this before, it's because I've taken this before and it's hit before. It's the Oilers at the Avs on Wednesday. Uh, I think last time I took this one, the score was 5-1 to one in the second period. Yep. Uh, Luck. Yeah, exactly. So uh, when yeah. these two teams get together, it's just – McKinnon-McDavid. Exactly. You can't go wrong. Um, I'm going to have the Capitals versus the Panthers over on Wednesday night. Caps are going to be at home. Nick and I were big on the Caps over at the start. Jesus Christ, stop bourbon. <laughs> we had the Caps um, over a lot at the start of the year. The Panthers lately have been uh, the new team that I've liked on the over. So combine the two, it's a match made in heaven. Bada bing, bada boom. Cash, cash, cash. See you Sunday. Nice. And uh, we do have another little ESPN buy or sell segment to jump into here. Uh, just five more things that the NHL insiders have come out with. Uh, so to start them off, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl will outscore David Posternock and Brad Marchand. Buy or buy? <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't seen uh, this article. Nick wanted to get live reactions from me. So uh y- why is yeah they're gonna outscore them like what yeah hundred percent they literally play twenty three minutes a night so yeah I'm gonna buy that buy that's Thank an you. easy one uh, if the Flames miss the playoffs it won't be because they didn't upgrade their goalie enough in the off season it won't like be it's because it's not the goalie's fault essentially. Uh, Riddick right yeah yeah uh, I don't. I don't. This is a tough one. Yeah. Well, no. I think there's just some guys who aren't playing as good as they were last year, and I'll lead. I'll touch on that when we get into our first first fourth letter segment after we finish this up. But uh, no, I would. I would agree. I would agree with that. I don't think it'll be all the goalies. Fault. I agree. I'm buying this as well. I think yeah. that more can come down to, like you said, guys play and a little bit of coaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, at age 34, Alexander Ovechkin will hit 50 goals for the ninth time in his career. Do you know where he's at right now? Uh, I don't, actually. Yeah, let me look this up. Uh, I'm going to buy this just because I'm going off the trend. Shut I mean, ninth time in your career. Let's see. He's got 15 goals right now. We're in November. Mm, no. 
40, you going to say now? 47. Okay. I'm going to say 47, 48. I don't think he clips 50. Okay. He'll probably end up getting four goals tomorrow night. So <laughs> you're welcome, Cavs fans. Um, the Chicago Blackhawks will make the playoffs. Mm, no. Yeah, I'm selling this one as well. Yeah, I'm I just, not, sold not on this that. year. Next year, maybe, just not this year. No, it, you know, I know they've got the rookie. Kirby Doc's been looking okay. Uh, Nylander's looked okay so far he's had like flashes of like wow this kid's great and then goes away for three games yeah i mean right now there's six in the central division it's just uh, i mean it is a tough division there's but. only seven teams and minnesota's only one win behind them so yeah i mean it's very close right the difference between first and last place st louis and minnesota is only 11 points but but still yeah i, I mean, just don't see it this with, year the Blues look good with Dallas playing the way they've been playing lately. Winnipeg's also one of the hottest teams in the league right now. They're 7-2-1 and one in their last 10. Colorado's only going to get healthier, and i got to believe Nashville's going to start picking it up soon. So, yeah, I don't think they got a chance. Okay. Uh, Corey Schneider is completely finished as a regular NHL goaltender. Bye. Bye, 100%. Yeah, it's over. It Sorry. sucks. Like, I hate it, but... He seems like a good dude, too, yeah. in his interviews, so I feel bad for him, but it is what it is. Nice. Father time's undefeated. Exactly. Uh, so to wrap up, one of the last things we wanted to talk about today is uh, a little fun segment about our favorite player to watch growing up that wasn't named Crosby or Ovechkin. <laughs> so just, you know, like someone who may not have been on the Penguins or Caps that you would intentionally tune into other teams' games. Or like if you were playing Chell, you would intentionally use this team just to use that player. Yeah, I think for me... Uh, it's going to be Pavel Dotsuk. It's such a good one. Uh, you know, I just remember watching the YouTube highlights when I was a kid, right when YouTube started getting big, and well, that makes me sound old. Right. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> those kids on TikTok nowadays and all this shit. They're right. probably like, what the fuck's this old guy talking about? Um, no, I mean, Dotsuk, I loved watching his Dotsuk shootout goals, and I always used the Red Wings in NHL if I wasn't using the Penguins just because, you know, his dangles were insane. They were insane. He had like 99 deking and all that. I, I just loved watching him play because he was so different from everybody else that was out there. Yeah. It was nothing, you know, he wasn't like super fast or super big. He was just so silky, and I love that about him. So who was yours? He was sick. Sergei Fedorov. Really? Yeah. The Russian Russian rocket? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. No, that was Bure. No, that's Bure, yeah. Um, That's why I said Just, I mean, you know, he's just incredible, especially like when he was in his prime. So he probably like, yeah. Stroking it when he was on the caps. Right oh, yeah. That was great. It was it, so cool to watch him, Ovi, and like Semin play together. <laughs> Imagine the fucking Louis Vuitton. Oh my god! Money the, spent between the, the track suits. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I remember Fedorov playing for the Caps, and he. My one memory of him on the Caps is he sniped the OT game seven winner against the Rangers. Right. Yep. Four minutes to Top go. Top glove. He put yeah. the brakes on and just. Yeah, just clunk right off the back bar. Yeah. That was sick. That was in, like, what, 2010-ish, I think? 2009, maybe? Oh, nine, yeah. yeah. I could be wrong. It was a great year. Uh, shut up. <laughs> but anyways, he was just sick. I mean, like, his time with the Red Wings was obviously, like, I think his best. I, there was a couple games where he they put him on defense just because he could skate that well. That's uh, ridiculous. The shot, like, I mean, when he was in Anaheim, you know. Yeah. One of the best slap shots, one-timers I've ever seen, so... Yeah, um, before we wrap up, I actually want to do the first versus fourth liner segment. Oh, yes, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my first liner for the week is going to be the Penguins' Dominic Cahoon. I know I mentioned that earlier in the episode, but he's been hot lately. Uh, He's got five points in his last four games, and three of those are goals. 
I would imagine that he's available in a lot of leagues, probably a pretty cheap price on FanDuel, so this is a solid bang for your buck at the moment. He's getting power play second unit time, and they've been clicking lately. Um, Sullivan's been a little more lenient and not playing the first unit all the way till the 32nd remaining mark, so I would put him on your team if uh, he's available. Who's yours? So my first liner is Jean-Gabriel Pajot from yeah. the Ottawa Senators. So yep. he has had a November to remember. Um, he's got 10 goals in 11 games in November. Jesus. Uh, so the Senators have actually caught a little bit of fire as of late, as we mentioned, uh, with your uh, money line pick. And he's been, I think, the driving force behind that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, he's been, you know, nobody in Ottawa is ever going to get attention. So Exactly. You're not going to know that stat unless, you know, someone publishes that. For or sure. Fishing for it. Uh, my fourth liner for the week is going to be Elias Lindholm. I touched on this when I talked about Calgary earlier. He has one point in his last five games. Uh, he has 18 points total on the season in 26 games played. Uh, but one point in his last five, and that one point was an assist. Uh, it's you know not looking great for him. He was a big reason and a really good surprise for them last year, and I think that's why they made yeah, a lot of noise. that was a big trade for them from Carolina. Um, oh, yeah. He needs to be, you know, a top six player like that needs to be a factor every night. Yeah, and I, you know, last season people were like, oh, it was a steal, and now Dougie Hamilton is apparently getting Norris votes on NHL.com somehow, yeah, somehow. Somehow, so. I don't know how, but yeah. So, uh, yeah, I would say stay clear of him. He's probably a pretty steep price considering he's on the first and second line. Yep. So, uh, my fourth liner is going to be Taylor Hall. He's got four goals through 22 games played. You know, former MVP. He was brought to New Jersey to score. I know they're struggling a little bit, but that goal count's got to be a lot higher. Oh yeah. Yeah, 100%. I couldn't agree more. So, yeah, that pretty much wraps it up for our gambling segment of this episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. Uh, Nick, you got anything else that you want to touch on? Uh, Not much other than uh, our ACS fundraiser is coming to a close. So if you haven't had a chance to donate, please do that before the end of the month. And we will also be doing the drawing coming up to announce who the winner of our contest is. Yeah, so uh, next week when we record the next episode, uh, bear with me here for a moment. The next episode will be dropped on December 3rd. So on December 3rd, we will know who the winner is. We will announce it on all our social media platforms, so make sure you keep an eye out for that. Uh, like we said, donate. You got a chance to win a free hockey jersey on us. Uh, you know, we'll live. We'll we'll put on uh, Instagram live uh, the drawing. And, yeah, just stay tuned, and hopefully you get picked. Exactly. So it's for a good cause. Uh, help us out. Help some people out, and you have a chance to win something. It's a win-win. Yeah, and thank you to everybody already who has donated. Uh, I can easily say that we've raised more money than we probably both thought we would have. Absolutely. So that's awesome. Um, also, if you guys are interested, um, I got a couple comments over the weekend about koozies or hoodies that we, me and Nick had at the tailgate. If you guys are interested in wanting a hoodie or a koozie or you have any other ideas that you think would be interesting, uh, let us know. We can have them ordered and made for you. So Definitely. You know, I, it's just something that we think is good to grow the brand. And I know when we went to the tailgate, there were a lot of people saying, where are those hoodies? Like, I want to, yeah. you know. So. They're so comfortable, too. Yeah, they are. You would, I mean, they're a pretty basic form. Uh, there's nothing special about them, but no. for, the fabric is nice. So nice. So, yeah. Um I think that kind of wraps it up for all the podcast updates. Thank you, everybody who listened. 
Uh, it's crazy that we're already on episode 12. You know, Nick and I are going to try and start brainstorming a couple, you know, little maybe Christmas promos or something that we can do as the holidays Definitely. are coming up. Like I said, we're going to try to get more interviews coming up. Uh, we've been reaching out to a couple people. We're just trying to find the date when we're going to do all this shit at once. So we know you guys all like that. Uh, you know, and we're looking forward to it, especially with this new sick-ass equipment. This is so going to be cool. awesome. So thank you all for listening. And without further ado, class dismissed. <laughs>